going on, Five Shark Fam? AJ here for your match preview for our first ever meeting against New Boys Inner Miami. Before we get started, become a member of the Notification Squad on YouTube by hitting the bell next to the subscribe button, or give us a good rating on your favorite podcatcher. Welcome to the match preview. We visit David Beckham CF on Wednesday, August 26th at 8 p.m. It's the second ever match at Fort Lauderdale Stadium. It's, of course, not going to be played in front of any fans. It'll be shown locally on Fox Sports South for Atlanta and also my TV 33 in Miami. Getting into the teams, Miami just came off in a very, very important win where they not only just got three points, but they finally got into the win column for the first time in their history. Now, before that, they had lost five straight matches, the worst in MLS history, to start an expansion side. That's pretty brutal, but they opened their new digs, and it was kind of without that pop and circumstance when you have an expansion side like that, but very important win for them nonetheless. Atlanta United, we returned from the MLS's back tournament with a win as well. Of course, with the 2-0 win against Nashville SC, PT Martinez with a brace. So lots of redemption to be had still from both sides. Now, LA United, they're in fourth. Inner Miami, they're kind of still languishing near the bottom of the table, looking to pick up points. But both teams boast some of the league's top South American talent. Inter Miami with 20-year-old Argentine forward Julian Carranza and 20-year-old Argentine midfielder Matias Pellegrini. And Atlanta United have 21-year-old Ezequiel Barco and 27-year-old Piti Martinez. So getting into our season stats, we've both played six games. We've won three, we've lost three and drawn zero. And of course, Inter Miami have won one and lost five. In terms of goals conceded, they have conceded 10, we've conceded 5. And in terms of goals scored, we have both scored 6. So in terms of how Inter-Miami's head coach, Diego Alonso, has them set up to play, they don't really like to possess the ball very much. They're pretty aggressive and they press and they look to counterattack you. Some direct play, long balls over the top, and some play on the wings. And so, so far, they haven't really yielded a ton of goals for them, but they are a dangerous team if you give them the space in behind. In terms of Miami's players to watch, Rodolfo Pizarro, the Mexican, their attacking midfielder, he seems to be their main man. He's got three goals and one assist on the season, and he had a cheeky celebration against Orlando City when he scored against them hopping into the stands and posing with one of the cutouts. Additionally, Julian Carranza, he played striker for them, also is an attacking midfielder, but also has two goals. And you have LGP, who he made his debut for Inter-Miami against Orlando City, and Orlando City are still trying to figure out how to beat LGP. But uh, it will be definitely very, very strange to face the uh, the former Five Stripe. But also, speaking of former Five Stripes, feeling out their bench also is Mikey Ambrose and Breck Shea. Of course, Paul McDonough is their GM, essentially, and is bringing in a lot of guys that 
He's uh, brought in in the past at his other clubs. Now, for Atlanta, P.T. Martinez, of course, scored his first two goals of the season in MLS. Last match against Nashville SC, he's also got another assist. Ezekiel Barco, for another player that Inter-Miami fans probably should look out for if he plays. He's got two goals and one assist in 2020. Probably our best performer of the season when he's been playing. Emerson Hyman, he's got two goals and a 90% pass accuracy. And he's been fairly tidy in the middle for us. And Mateus Hosetu, who last match had a 96% pass accuracy and a good bit of variance going forward and sideways while playing three different positions on Saturday. But let's get into the injuries and availability. So for Miami, center back Andres Reyes, he has an undisclosed injury that led to his substitution in the 77th minute against Orlando City. Uh, so he might be a little questionable for our match. Rookie forward Robbie Robinson is nearing a return, but uh, Robinson has been going through a mandatory quarantine period after leaving Inter-Miami in July to tend to personal matters. But there is a chance he could finish that and meet other MLS protocols in time to dress on Wednesday. We also have a big recent signing in French midfielder and World Cup winner Blaise Matuidi who was scheduled to work on his visa paperwork on Monday so that he could set a travel date for his trip to South Florida. But there's no update yet. really don't know when he will arrive, which is probably good news for Atlanta United. Now, Atlanta United's injuries and availability. Barco, he suffered a knock on Friday in training. And Stephen Glass was asked to elaborate on that on Monday, but he said... It wasn't important to the outside world what the specifics were. And uh, I think that's kind of more in line with, uh, you know, how he's kind of acted at LA United 2, where he's trying to maybe protect his players and what the injuries are for Barco if there is an extent to it. Speaking of extent to injuries, Fernando Mesa, our center back, is being evaluated still. Jose Martinez out with the knee and Franco Escobar has been suspended one game for the violent conduct in the Nashville match. And the league has fined him an undisclosed amount for the violent conduct. The incident took place at the 38th minute. But I think the question is how the Nashville player who shoved Bello on the sidelines has escaped any suspension as well. And also, Eric Lopez, he's unavailable for selection for the first team until there's a transaction announcement per Joe Patrick. He won't be eligible until he has a roster spot on the first team. Glassy did confirm to the media that Atlanta United will be traveling to Fort Lauderdale on match day per MLS protocol because of the quarantine. So he says the team will have an opportunity to rest Wednesday afternoon after their arrival. So for our officials, Robert Sabigo will be the center referee. He last refereed in one of our matches on March 8th at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in our 2-1 win over FC Cincy. So let's get into some quotes. Glassy spoke about Inter-Miami and he said that they're a very capable group, really high pressing, will try to take advantage of the fact that Atlanta United are traveling. He said that it feels like the club can handle Miami's press. Anton Walks also talked to the media. He joked that he'll have to forget the friendships formed with LGP and Mikey Ambrose during their times with Atlanta United. 
and for 90 minutes as they will try to get the win against Miami. Miami's left back Ben Sweat, he talked about this match and how important it is for them. He said, it's a home game, so we need to go in there with the same mentality. We need to compete. We need to win another match. One game is not good enough. We are still 1-5 at the end of the day, so we still need to continue that winning mentality into the next match. Their head coach, Diego Alonso, said, We feel like we have another great opportunity to play at home against a great team that is coming off a good performance in the last game. We know it's going to be difficult, but we are confident in our abilities. You expect nothing less from a side that is looking to build on a win that's anytime you beat Orlando City, it's always fun. But looking into their uh, prediction of their 11 on Wednesday, Robles was in goal for them. Figal was their right back. Reyes was their right center back. LGP was their left center back. And Ben Sweat was their left back. Now, Victor Hijoa was one of their defensive midfielders. Bill Trapp was the other defensive midfielder. And Pellegrini, Morgan, and Pizarro filled out that attacking midfielder Corp and Julian Carranza was up top for them. Now Dylan Niels came in for Reyes in the match, but Roman Torres maybe could start in place of Reyes. They might even rotate a little bit as well. You know, we might see a, a Mikey Ambrose or a Breck Shea play a part in a, <laughs> against their former club. So Getting into our predicted 11, or my predicted 11 anyway, it seems like it was a 3-4-2-1 that Steven Glass deployed on Saturday, and I think he'll play something similar in that regard. Now, of course, with all the players that are injured, it will be, I think, kind of a little bit more makeshift, not maybe first choice, but I think, you know, of course, Guzan will be in between the sticks. Uh, for the back line, it'll be a three-man back line. Campbell, Robinson, and Walks. Robinson, of course, came in for the last, uh, for the second half, anyway, uh, in place of Fernando Mesa. Uh, and, yeah, of course, Robinson wasn't match fit uh, to play the full 90, but was able to, uh, yeah, come in and finish the game. So I think he's built up some match fitness, and hopefully he can finish the 90. Uh, yeah, Campbell, uh, I think I have him over maybe White because you want to maybe give young kid a little bit of a chance here. I think he can prove some things. He's been good on the ball as well and, you know, continue to prove himself as he gets more game time. Across that midfield, then we will have Lennon again at the wingback position. You have, uh, I think for me, Larry coming in for Rometty, even though Rometty had a, a brilliant match. I think, uh, you know, you got to get some rest for the guys in the middle because I think if you prioritize a little bit, you have to give some rest to some of these players. And Larry, I think, can come in and do a job for us and maybe Rometty comes in for him to kind of just, you know, spell both of them. But Hyman is the other uh, central midfielder for me. Uh, he did come off early in the Nashville match, so maybe... It was an eye for this match so he could start. And uh, for me, uh, some rotation as well. Again, Bello was fantastic, but I think uh, Mulraney maybe will be the guy here. Uh, it could be Edgar Castillo as well, but Mulraney uh, didn't maybe perform the best in the MLS's back tournament, uh, especially, you know, he got the two yellows. But I think, uh, you know, 
not only rotation but some redemption for him is in store here now getting into the attacking midfielders uh, i think mateus hosetu had a uh quietly really really good game kept possession well did a couple of the things that uh donington nagby has been known to do so uh you know he was very i think tidy on the ball with that 96 percent pass accuracy and i think pt uh, even though he played a 90, uh, he definitely, I think, comes in again. You can't rest him just yet in a start anyway, but maybe he comes off and uh, maybe a Castro or a uh, Jurgen Dom gets his debut. And for me, at the forward position up top, I think Kubo Torres, even though he might not be completely match fit, I think he will get the start here. He showed a good bit of uh, you know what he could do, even though he's a little bit rusty. But I mean, I think uh, you know up top you saw a little bit of his hold up play. You saw you know the chance that he almost put away. There was definitely I think something uh, you know more than what maybe Adam Adam John could. Uh, really provide so let's get into what I would like to see the team do this game I think I'd love to see them keep up the impetus in attacking quickly and looking to hurt Miami I would like to see them shore up some of the the sloppiness in possession early in the match the giveaways kind of really almost uh, hurt us if uh, we were facing a more maybe dangerous side in attack and I think you know, you'll see that maybe in Inter-Miami, they have some guys that know how to find the back of the net. We will need to be better on the ball over the top. That long ball is maybe a bread and butter, something that they uh, are looking to do. But uh, yeah, they will be a better finishing side than Nashville, I think. And this makeshift defense, we will have to make sure that we figure it out. Let's get into the odds. Bets365 has LA United at a 41.7% chance of winning, a draw at 29.4%, and Inter Miami at 37%. So, very interesting indeed that's us going away uh, against them that we could possibly get the win. I think that might have something to do with uh, the disparity in the standings maybe at the moment. We are currently fourth, like I said earlier. But with all that being said, Let's get into the score prediction. So, for me, I think uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, you know, the odds say that we're likely to win, but it's going to be still an away match. We're uh, facing a little bit of fatigue and a little bit of rotation. I think it's a 1-1 draw, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, possibly uh, Kubo Torres gets his first goal for LA United. And uh, so, yeah, guys, let me know what your score prediction is in the comments below. Looking forward to what you have to say. And guys, that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks.